Okay, we're going to begin this story. It's from It's a Rum Life, book four, volume two, Northcote, 1998 to 2008. This story from 2002. It's called The Generator. We'd agreed a contract to provide Lincoln College with basic training facilities for some of their handicapped students. We already had on-site toilets and local authority standard catering facilities. We then looked at other preparations that were necessary. The amount of work involved to provide classroom and catering for 30, 30 students was intensive. We'd established our portable buildings and classrooms and accommodation by July 2002. We had to look at heating and hot water in the toilets, together with heating in the four porter cabins. Our local electricity suppliers had quoted thousands just to put a transformer on one of our poles. Their 11,000 volt cables passed over our property. They, they were most unhelpful and really uninterested in supplying us with any power. We are to become power providers too. We put our thinking caps on and to help in these endeavours our long-time supporters at North Thorsby had come up trumps. The time coincided with their having just completed their latest fundraising project. And they were due, we were due to receive some financial help from them. This is Thor's Links Fundraisers. North Thorsby is a village in north-east Lincolnshire. We explained all our plans to their committee and it just happened that the chairman and his number one were electricians. Not just that, but they were used to installations on places like caravan parks and other open spaces. They quickly put together a plan to provide us with the installation we would need to couple up if we bought our own generator um, and used it on the existing electrical situation at the horse centre. Obviously this consisted of vital controls to shut off the national grid supply and use our own power when required. The result was very impressive, with switchboards and cutouts together with an enormous thick armoured cable leading to the generator site itself. So then we bought a generator. Well it came from Sunderland, say no more. Andy our long-time supporter who built all kinds of things for us, had a friend, the one who assisted in building the all-new metal dray that we use at the centre. Steve dabbles in things unusual and found us this large high-powered generator for not much money. It's worth more as an antique exhibit, said Wilf Husbands, the owner of the magnificent machine. Wilford bought it from a pit, a coal mine for those from the south of our island. He intended putting it on an old lorry chassis to make an exhibit to take round to shows. Steve had said it was big and it wouldn't go on a trailer. When we arrived in Wilf's yard on the Monday lunchtime with our little lorry, there was this huge yellow box on four large wheels. Big? It was enormous! totally self-contained on its own trailer. I lift it on with my loading shovel, said Wilf confidently. The first bit was okay, and within a short while the front of the machine was resting comfortably, albeit at a queer angle, uphill, on the back of our lorry. 
That was the easy bit. Now the back end, the back axle, the bit with the engine and the generator itself. A bit of a bump. Wilf put two chains around the top of his 15 ton Caterpillar loading bucket and two hooks, one on each corner of the back of the generator. All went well for a moment and just as the machine was almost on, a huge twang and the chains parted like a carrot. The generator followed its natural gravitational route to earth and totally flattened the subframe of the lorry on both back corners. We think about four and a half tons dropped from four feet. After the dust settled, the two girls, that is Ruth, my wife, and Andy's wife, Michelle, had disappeared. They decided, having seen precarious things before, they were best out of it. I just wouldn't have believed it, said Wilf. Who would have thought the chain would have parted? After that, he just lifted the back of the generator with his bucket blade, and we'd no more trouble. We travelled all the way home late that evening. But before leaving, however, we spent an hour or so at a farm close to Andy and Michelle's house to collect an old cement mixer and a saw bench that Andy had begged for us, both machines powered by antique single-cylinder diesel engines. They, wanted the, they went on the trailer that was being towed behind the lorry, and after tea we set off back to Spilsby. Needless to say, we managed to unload the machine with a little trouble, assisted by neighbour Robert, his tractor and a loading dock in a nearby village. Now we just needed an operation for the students in September. Back at the centre. Once the generator was in position, the Thor's Links team descended on us to inspect our purchase. They were duly impressed, never, have, never having seen such a monster before. To provide a little technical detail here, the generator itself was a 40 kVA nominal output. It had been designed to provide emergency power for a coal mine. When running, it could probably provide power for half the large town nearby. PETA powered. The generator itself was powered by an 8-cylinder diesel engine in V formation. The manufacturer of the engine was the PETA company a famous name from the not-too-distant past. Andy had come from County Durham for the first trial. He'd not actually seen the machine running, but knew the basics. The main starting was by injecting a cartridge into a special tube and firing it like a gun. Needless to say, we'd no cartridges. The backup starting was by pumping up a pressure cylinder with a hand pump, then releasing that high pressure into the same starting system. Being diesel, the compression in the cylinders was very high and made the job more difficult than it had been if it was a petrol engine. Obviously, if it had been petrol powered, we could not afford the fuel. But diesel for generating was the same price as tractor fuel or heating oil and free of road tax. We did not actually get it going that first week Oh, we did actually get out doing that first week, and a wonderful noise the motor made too. Those eight cylinders rumbling away at low revs was almost like music. In conclusion, after several weeks looking at the merits and costs of converting the V Petter engine to electric starting, we all decided that the costs were too high. 
Andy and Steve found us a more conventional 15 kVA generator that could be fastened to the rear of rear drive of one of our tractors. And the beast, the big yellow beast, went back to Steve's yard at Hettenler Hole. Now everything was online and we could work very hard to provide everything we'd promised to fulfil our part of the educational contract. But like so many best laid plans of mice and men, they say, things did not work out. You must listen to the following story, Students Are Coming, to hear what happened in the end. There we are. Thanks for listening to that bit of a story. Um, there are lots more free stories on this Buzzsprout site, uh, free books to download from Cracker Books on Facebook, and there are over 50 videos to watch on Keith Sanders, the short story man, on YouTube. Thank you for listening.